This is John Floridus. Welcome to Musicians Spotlight. For this program, we feature a conversation with guitarist and singer Dwayne Betts of the Almond Betts Band. This collaboration between Dwayne and Devin Almond brings together two sons of legendary rock musicians, Dickie Betts and Greg Almond of the Almond Brothers. However, Dwayne and Devin take the legacy their father started into a new era with a musical vision all their own.
This is John Floridas. You're listening to Musicians Spotlight, and I'm very pleased to welcome by phone Dwayne Betts. How are you doing, Dwayne? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's a pleasure to get a chance to talk shop with you here on Musicians Spotlight. And where are you now as we're having this phone conversation? Uh, I am actually in Sarasota, Florida, uh, which is where I was born and raised. Um, and my dad lives here. Uh, I'm here visiting him, you know, as much as I can be. Um, obviously, with COVID and everything, that kind of... I, I've I've had to to keep my distance a little bit, but um, we you know, are fortunate enough, you know, he has a guest house and so we're kind of playing it safe, but it's really great to see him and everything. Well, fantastic. I'm glad that's getting to happen for you. I should tell folks a couple things right off the top. Uh, Dwayne is part of the Almond Betts Band and the website almondbettsband.com is the name of the website. And if those last names should sound familiar to you, if you haven't guessed already, and our guest is talking about his father, uh, we are talking about the legendary Dickie Betts from the Allman Brothers Band. So just to get that out of the way in case folks, and it's, a lot of our listeners, of course, are going to be familiar with this anyway, but let's just make sure folks hear that. So all the, all the better that you're getting a chance to spend time with your dad. Two albums, Down to the River and Bless Your Heart, and we're going to be talking about both of those projects. Dwayne, beyond Devon Allman, what are the other members of the group? Johnny Statula is on guitar, slide guitar. You know, he he's kind of specializes in slide guitar, but I mean, he's a great guitar player in general. Um, drums, John Lum. Uh, drums and percussion are Scott Bryan. Keyboards, John Ginty. Bass, Barry Dwayne Oakley. So yeah, Devin, Devin and myself um, share vocals on a couple songs. Uh, and then he sings, he sings quite a few and, and I, I sing several, so... You know, when we put it together, we weren't we weren't sure exactly. We we started writing, and when we noticed when we when we wrote, we found that we had some chemistry, and we got really excited about the project. and And then we, you know, we made the decision to to put the band together. And um, you know, we've done a, a lot of shows, and obviously, right now, touring isn't really happening as much, but. But the second record is just kind of, you know, us on the road for a year. Um, and, and I think you can hear the growth and the, the development of a, of, of, a, of a band, you know, doing their second record. And hopefully that comes across. There's a thousand maps that just don't lead you anywhere anymore. There's a hundred signs placed there to confuse you. And I've been long for way too long. Baby, I need you. I just need you.
last time Let's go back to Sarasota, Florida, and just give folks a taste of Sarasota. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a really, it's a really beautiful place and a a great place to grow up. I mean, I have really fond memories of going to the beach and, you know, uh, you know, I grew up on the, on the bay, um, which people that know Florida know that the bay is like the intercoastal waterway. And then there's usually... You know, there's a thin strip of land, you know, out across the bay. And then, you know, on the other side of that is the beach in the Gulf of Mexico, you know. Uh, so I grew up right across on the intercoastal looking out at Longboat Key, which is, Longboat Key is a really nice area. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I just remember, you know, MTV and, and, you know, all the boats out 
you know, during the weekends, looking out at the boats passing by out in the bay. And, and so I had that kind of experience, you know, with the beauty of that, that kind of southwestern Florida, you know, tranquility. Um, but I also had this kind of real um, kind of old Florida upbringing um, as far as like hunting and fishing and, and going inland, you know, inland away from the coast, you know, to to the woods and the swamp and the, you know, hog hunting. And, and you know, my dad's a was a was a bow hunter. So I kind of grew up around bow hunting. So I kind of had a nice mixture of, of the two kind of worlds, you know, my grandmother's house, when I go out there out in the country, you know, she'd be making fried chicken and collard greens and, and all of that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but you know, I mean, Florida is obviously a very eclectic place, so it has some of that old Florida vibe, but it also has, you know, there's an influx of people from all, all over the place, so it's not, it's a little different. But um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, mu- there was music. I mean, I was a drummer when I, when I first became passionate about music, I, 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 I was a drummer. I started really young, and my dad kind of got me started on drums, so I grew up banging on the drums and listening to 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 you know to my 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 cassettes on the on my Walkman and then CD player you know my mom's one of my mom's boyfriends had a CD player and I saw that for the first time and I was listening to like Led Zeppelin and and you know uh rap records on CD for the first time and stuff and you know I have a lot of memories of that but but basically the Almond Brothers thing i mean they didn't get back together till 1989 so i didn't have any memories of that growing up really young because they weren't a band at that time but and in 1989 they reformed for their uh for their 20th anniversary they did a reunion tour and they put out a box set and uh so that was like my first brush with with being around some of those kind of legendary um you know the the road the roadies the legendary road crew guys like like Red Dog and Joe Dan Petty you know God bless both of them they're both uh, passed but but um, you know folks like that I didn't meet until until around that time but I, I earlier on I'd been around my dad's solo band you know he had he had his bands so I had been around gigs here and there but I'd never been on tour for like three weeks straight until until that that reunion tour for the Almond Brothers, you know. I was going to say, in case listeners don't know this or haven't figured out, when we're talking about Devin Almond, we're talking about the son of Greg Almond. And uh, so at some point, the formation of this group comes, you know, you talked a little about, you know, your, a little bit of your introduction into music. Let's talk about when that connection happened and you made the conscious decision, okay, we're going to go forward with this, with everything that, that, you know, putting these two legendary names uh, together uh, is going to bring with it. You know, it's it's something that I never want to do that to do it. You know, you don't want to do that for the wrong reason just to do it because of the names is what I'm saying. Right, sure. I, I think naturally there's a little resistance on my end to do something like that when it made sense for both of us because Devin is a very busy guy with his records he was making and then he was in a band with Cyril Neville and I was playing with uh with with Dawes uh 
you know, so it was kind of like hit and miss and it just didn't feel like the right timing. Well, I'm not going to jump out of this to do that. And he, you know, he was busy, but, uh, then it just, just timing. Um, I ended, you know, I, I wasn't playing with them anymore and he was kind of bored with what he was doing or was finished with it for whatever reason. And, and, uh, I wanted to do a solo record and he had put together a, a show for his father. His father had passed, so he had put the show a, a show together to honor his father at the Fillmore in San Francisco and asked me to be a part of it. And then he came up with the idea of having me out to open up for his new solo band and then us jam together. So that was the the first part of it, was agreeing to do that. And so still even at that point, it wasn't like, well, we're definitely doing this 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 band, this Almond Betts band or whatever we're going to call it. It wasn't a definite thing. It was once we started writing, like I said earlier, once we started writing and we kind of just vibing and noting and noticing that we're, we were on the same page and, and sharing some of the same thoughts and ideas and, and kind of vision, really, that it, it just, you know, then you become energized about something after, you know, when you when you are on the same page
You're listening to Musician Spotlight. I'm speaking today with Dwayne Betts from the Almond Betts Band. Dwayne, let's talk about Bless Your Heart. And this is coming together after the band hit the road hard, it sounds like. And uh, I'm sure had an impact on on uh, getting together in the studio and then bringing that to fruition. Yeah, I mean, both records were, were done at Muscle Shoals Sound Studio. Um, you know, it was... It was really fun uh, doing the first one, but it was kind of like coming back for the second one was kind of like almost a homecoming. You know, we had already been there. We were familiar. I mean, there's a familiarity to that place anyway. It just feels like home. The uh, the songs were kind of written in the same manner. I mean, a lot of the songs were written backstage in the back of the tour bus in a hotel room, and they were written on the road. I think we 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 reached out and, you know, went a little deeper down the rabbit hole with a lot of the, with some of the ideas that we didn't get to touch on on the first record. So we, we touched on some other, some other ideas, you know, that we didn't elaborate on on the first record. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a natural step. I mean, I think you can, you can hear the difference from the first record to the second record. They're both, we're really proud of both records. Now I came up with this question for you, Dwayne. Actually, it's kind of a two part question. Maybe looking back to the material on both of these two releases from the Almond Betts Band, is there a song that you feel most captures what you want to say as a player? Let's start with that one. Um, as a player, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think any time as a player, I mean, the way I play, I mean, there's there's a lot of different types of players, you know, and I mean, I, people are good at different things and this guy might be better at finger picking and play these amazing finger picking arpeggio or whatever, you know? Um, but the way, the way I play and the way I feel when I'm really having fun, uh, on stage, I mean, I, I think, I think a song like Autumn Breeze is, is a really good or Autumn Breeze or Savannah's Dream is is kind of you know maybe my wheelhouse of of just being given two chords and and from night to night just kind of deciding what you want to say over those two chords. I mean, you can really say a lot of different things in a lot of different ways over two chords, you know, and, 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 <laughs> if, the, and if the band's listening and, and, and caring and being sympathetic, you know, to what you're trying to say, then it can really turn into something, you know, magical if, if you get lucky. Um, and that's kind of the way I approach it when I'm playing on stage. I really, I really look forward to, you know, stumbling and trying to get myself out of a mess that I got myself into, you know, I mean, that's really when it's fun is when I can kind of back, I've said this before, but when I kind of, I mean, when I'm really on, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm backing myself into corners on purpose and weaving my way out, like in the nick of time, you know, is kind of the way I, I like to put it. I think, Savannah's Dream, the new instrumental, hopefully that says a lot. I think it's really lyrical. I think it, it sings like a like a, a kid could could hum all of it. You know, it's it's really it's just one 
kind of simple, innocent melody after another. I I found after I listened to it, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is there's kind of something really special about this. It's it's just these kind of intertwining, really simple melodies that anybody could follow or hum. We'll be back with more of our visit with Dwayne Betts of the Almond Betts Band. Welcome back to Musician Spotlight and our visit with Dwayne Betts of the Almond Betts Band. These are the good old days. Don't let them pass you by. Cause you'll never get them back. Never get them back Don't you try These are your good old friends They'll stick with you till the end Through all the books and downs Don't you worry about a thing, yeah, yeah These are the good 
Dwayne Betts joining us here on Musician Spotlight. Dwayne, the follow-up to that two-part question is, is there a song that you feel most captures what you want to say as a songwriter? Well, as far as... Y- yes, the answer is yes. Um, some songs say what I might have wanted to say, but I didn't write the lyrics necessarily. So I won't mm-hmm. say... I'll, I'll use one that I, in fact, had a, a great deal to do with. Um, and I would say uh, Rivers Run off of the, off of Bless Your Heart, off of the second record. Um, Rivers Run is basically inspired by my grandmother's house. And, and there was the property, um, there's a piece of property that my dad got in the early 70s um, and he built a house for his mom on it. And, uh, she lived there right up until she passed, passed away. And, um, you know, I have memories of going out there. That's where I was talking about, you know, my grandmother cooking fried chicken and collard greens and she had her garden, she had her chickens, she had peacocks on the property. There was cow pastures everywhere. And it was, out in Parish, Florida, out on the uh, Manatee River, which is um, a river that connects to Tampa Bay, I think. But uh, but anyway, that property, I lived there later. My dad lived there in the 90s, so I lived there for several years during my high school years. I was homeschooled, and I was on tour with the with my dad's band quite a bit, and, and I had a tutor. I was homeschooled, like I said. But... That property, um, there's something really special about it, and that song kind of inspired that lyric from uh, from Rivers Run. It's amazing how a place can can move you on that level, isn't it? I think that's just something I've heard from talking to a lot of musicians. Um, you know, a specific location and everything that goes into that, how how it can inspire you on so many different le- different levels. Yeah, I mean. It's just one of those places in my life. I mean, everybody has a place that they, you know, connect to. And I mean, the my house I grew up in, I feel the same way about, but it doesn't quite have the romance of, you know, I mean, it was a lot in a neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was an island that we'd swim, swim over to and camp out. Like there was some cool stuff happening, but it wasn't like this... Uh, fantasy of like driving 30 minutes and you're in a whole new world you know um but uh but yeah i mean i think you know 
I think we all have those places that of comfort and familiarity mm-hmm. that we want to go back to, or we want to hold on to, or we it, it makes us feel good when we think about them. And there's maybe, um, you know, maybe, you know, something connected to it, a sense of loss, um, you know, that mixes in with the other stuff that really makes it powerful, you know. I mean, my dad wrote quite a few tune, quite a few of the songs he wrote from uh, maybe the late 80s on. Some of his best work ever was written out there on that property. Mm. So there's definitely, there's definitely something about it. Come myself on the bar 
This is John Floridas. You're listening to Musicians Spotlight, and I'm speaking today with Dwayne Betts of the Almond Betts Band. Uh, I have to ask, the only person I think of off the top of my head who had a, somewhat of a similar experience is Ravi Coltrane, who's John Coltrane's son. And, uh, you know, that's such a unique experience for the guests that I've had on the show to be, A, the son of a famous musician, and then, in your case, named after another one. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it was fascinating talking to Ravi about what his experience was with that. And then he eventually, I think he started on the clarinet. And then he switched to the saxophone, <laughs> you know, just like you think like this epic evolutionary moment, you know, where he chooses the instrument of, of his father. And uh, I love the story how he talked about when he first started, went to college and started playing with other musicians. And of course, they all wanted to play Giant Steps and, and uh, um, <laughs> they want to play Love Supreme or Naima or something. And his reply was, yeah, or we could play something else. <laughs> Yeah, I know how that feels. Like, hey, do you want to you want to get up exactly. on stage and play one way out with us? Yeah, I may. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I know how that feels. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's something that that you just learn that uh, it just is. You know, I, I mean, it's not it's not like a bummer that that your dad was in a one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, you know? I mean, it can definitely be... You can switch it around on yourself and have it mess with you. Like, well, I'll never do this like they did or this or that. But, I mean, you really got to be in a real funk for a while to just let yourself keep thinking that. I mean, because it's a lie. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be the best you the best you that you can be <laughs> so um yeah i mean it's pretty it's it's a pretty pretty amazing you know musical family to be a part of and legacy to be you know attached to in any way um just naturally without like trying to to milk it or anything i mean i would never want to do that i mean i just i I come from where I come from. I can't help it. You know, people are like, well, when did you, what, when did you start playing? You know, did you, when was your first time on stage? And well, I mean, I sat, you know, I was sitting in with my dad's band, you know, it was like, that was my, my schooling. That was my college. So it was for a reason. It wasn't for no reason. It was to teach me. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, we all have our, our story and, that's just that's just my story. I mean, that's where I come from, and I'm proud of it. I love how you put that. You can only be the best you that you can be. I think that there's a lot of folks that can, whether their father or mother or you know parents are famous musicians or famous artists or famous architects or whatever, it's an easy thing that people can fall into that trap of... Of thinking. It's just your thoughts. I mean, yeah, you know... So I've had I've had negative thoughts in my life. I mean, we all have, and 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 you can fall into a trap of repetitive negative thinking, like, well, you, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm not going to, you know. And so what I'm saying is, if you are in a particularly bad mood, if you wake up and you're just 
woke up on the wrong side of the red, the bed and all your thoughts are are kind of leaning that way, then yeah, I mean, I have negative thoughts about it every now and then, but when I'm, you know, when I'm good, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm really, I'm really comfortable with it and, and I'm, I'm solid with it is what I'm really trying to say. But, um, I mean, I'd be, I'd lie if I said it never affected me ever. I think I went through a period where I didn't know what to do and I was struggling with addiction and I just kind of was like, didn't know what to do. I was like a deer in a headlight in headlights, you know, and, uh, got through that. And then I got to a place where I'm pretty happy and solid and I feel, feel really good about the music we're making. And, and obviously you want to just keep making better music. I mean, you try to make, get, make it better and better. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I think that if you're honest and authentic and, and just true to yourself that you're, you're good, you know?
Dwayne, are you comfortable talking a little bit more about how you got to that place and got through some of yeah. those darker times with addiction and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think just not to go on a diatribe about it, but I mean, I think it's kind of inviting when you're, you know, when you're younger and you're in, you're in a band and you've got, you know, you're, you're really kicking, kicking ass and you've got a little following in your town and you're having fun and it's just perfectly a natural thing to fall into. Um, and you know, you have some fun with it, you have some dark times with it, and then it just kind of gets to the point where it just kind of isn't working. And it's like, okay, I really have to figure out how to pull out of this because it's not like I'm not 21 anymore. I'm like 31. And um, yeah, I mean, I think there was a point in my late 20s where I was like, wow, I'm in my late 20s. And what am I doing? Like I, I, I up in my 20s and my late even 18, 19, all the way up to 25, I was in some really cool bands and we did some touring and we were opening up for some people, made records. And then I kind of didn't know what the next thing I wanted to do was. I, of course, I was playing with my father, which was amazing. And it was, you know, that I was playing in his band and, and, but he was only, you know, that was a very seasonal, seasonal thing. So, um, I kind of didn't know what my next move was like for me outside of playing in my dad's band that I was obviously will cherish that. And that'll probably be like the highlight of my career. Now, looking back in retrospect, that'll probably be, you know, I've said this before, I could maybe, maybe Almond Betts Band or some, you know, will be headlining arenas or stadiums and, you know, playing for however many times. I think the, the highlight of my, of, of everything might always just be playing next to my dad, you know? Mm. Um, maybe at the time I didn't, I knew it, but I didn't realize it quite as, as uh it it's it didn't hit me as strongly until until later you know um so those moments were I'll always cherish playing with my dad first and foremost but but some of those years like I just kind of was lost and and I think at a I was lost as far as really getting out of, of what I had gotten myself into. I didn't really know. I was trying to get out of the addiction stuff, but I, I was, I was managing, you know, I was managing, I was playing, I was playing good shows and I was playing guitar and I was doing my job and I, but I, I really wasn't living, I wasn't allowing myself to really be who I was meant to be is what I'm trying to say. And I think anybody that struggles with that knows what I'm talking about. But, and then, you know, so then what happens? So then you go a couple more years and then it it becomes really evident there's a real strong feeling that you have in your, your, your you know, in your deepest constitution that you, it's not going to work. Like you don't want to be 55 years old still doing this and think, well, what if I had given myself a chance to like really blossom, you know? So that's the ultimate that's the ultimate question. You have to ask yourself that and be like, well, do I want to take that chance or do I want to really 
just give myself a chance, like a, a real chance, you know? And, uh, and then you just, you just have to make that decision. And I don't know how to, you know, tell anybody how to make that decision for, I mean, I can't make that decision for anybody, but, you know, um, just, it just gets to, to deciding and, and getting, having help, you know, and taking advice, mm-hmm. taking advice, really. Maybe being in the right place to be able to take that advice in. Yeah. I mean, allowing yourself to get to a point where you, where you accept the reality of, and you, you, you say, okay, well, this is what, yeah, this, this isn't a good position to be in, but I'm here and I have to, I have to get my, myself out of this position. So let me ask some people that have been through it before me. Let me trust them. Let me just accept and just take it, take it, you know, just ask, ask God for help, whatever God is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not religious, but you know, so, you know, that's, that's what that's all about, but I don't, I don't want to go on about it forever, but, but it's, uh, but it's, um, man, if you go through that, like a lot of people have, a lot of musicians have, then you have a story to tell. You have something to really like kind of look back on and be like, man, glad I, glad I got through that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> AlmanBetsBand.com is the name of the website. I'll spell that for folks. A-L-L-M-A-N-B-E-T-T-S Band.com. AlmanBets, 
rockband.com. And down to the river and bless your heart are the two recordings you want to look for for the band. We've been speaking today with Dwayne Betts. What a treat to get a chance to visit with you and talk shop with you. And I'm looking forward to the days when uh, hopefully we get uh, a little further down the line in in uh, this situation we're in with with the pandemic, and we got touring going up again. And and I'm sure we'll probably see you all at, out in Montana and in the West uh, sometime soon. Yeah, I I look forward to that as well. Hopefully, it won't be long before things you know start looking up a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Well, again, thank you so much for your time, and I hope we get a chance to visit face to face down the road. I really do. Absolutely. Thank you. This is John Floridas. You've been listening to Musicians Spotlight. Our guest today has been Dwayne Betts of the Almond Betts Band. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so through the Montana Public Radio website, mtpr.org. You can also find us online at our own website, musicianspotlight.org, as well as on Facebook and on Twitter. Our program is available as a podcast from those websites, as well as through iTunes and Spotify. Musicians Spotlight is a production of Montana Public Radio.